Hi, I'm Roger Blackmore. I'm the lead pastor at Genesis Church on Long Island in New York. Thanks for downloading our podcast. I hope it's a blessing to you. If you want to learn a bit more about our church, then check out our website, genesisli.com. And of course, if you live within traveling distance of us, we'd love to see you in person on Sunday morning, worshiping with us. So here's today's message. Enjoy. Looking at Elijah. So for the past few weeks, we've been looking at the life of Elijah. So here we have this man, and I know Tom started us out um, two weeks ago, and we've been covering some pretty remarkable experiences in the life of this man. So we started with, uh, he went and told King Ahab that because of his wickedness, that their rain was going to stop. There was going to be a drought in the land, and that happened. Then he was in the desert, and ravens brought him meat and bread twice a day so that he didn't go hungry. Then he was, went to a town, and he met with a widow and her son who had very, very barely any food, and supernaturally food appeared for all of them every single day, and they did not go hungry. Then the widow's son died. Elijah prayed for him. And um, he came back to life. And then last week, you guys remember, there was the whole thing on Mount Carmel with the prophets of Baal about setting fire and whether fire would rain down on this sacrifice. And let's make it as wet as we can, so make it as hard as we can. And that actually happened. And all this happened in the life of one man. Now, I'll be honest. If that was a Hollywood movie... And I left there. I would probably leave there pretty much how I leave every Fast and Furious movie I've ever seen. There is not a chance any of that could actually happen. That is just too far out, so much so that would never, ever happen. But actually it did. And there is a verse in the book of James that actually is pretty amazing in the light of all that. And it says this, Elijah was as human as we are. Hold on. You heard all those things that just happened to him. The ravens were feeding him. He brought a kid back to life. He, ra- he prayed for fire to rain down on this soaking What do you mean Elijah was as human as we are? Yep. And I'm Wonder Woman if I turn my body around one time, right? Elijah was as human as we are. But actually that verse goes on to explain why it is Elijah was as human as we are. Elijah was as human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain, and the earth began to yield its crops. It all comes down to three words in there, and that's what I want to look at this morning. It comes down to the three words in the middle of there, and it says, he prayed earnestly. You want to know why Elijah lived an incredible life? You want to know why he was this extraordinary human? He prayed earnestly. He prayed. He talked to God. He communicated with God. He had conversations with God. His relationship with God was such that he spoke with him. He prayed earnestly. There are different kinds of prayer. Sometimes we sit, we take the time to talk to God We take time out and do that. Sometimes it's a fleeting prayer, a quick single sentence when we're on our way somewhere. Sometimes there's the 2019 version of the serenity prayer, which says, Lord, grant me the serenity to accept crazy people the way they are. 
the courage to maintain my self-control, and the wisdom to know that if I act out what I'm thinking, I will end up in jail. Okay? <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, there are all these different kinds of prayer, and, but Elijah was a powerhouse. Elijah was someone that prayed earnestly. He was relentless in his prayer. That earnestly means, I looked it up this week because I wanted to see, it means you are relentless in your purpose. He didn't let go. Once he started talking to God, he prayed earnestly. And when he prayed, obviously from everything we've heard over the past few weeks, things happened. When he prayed, things happened. So we're given no details actually in the beginning of the story in the book of 1 Kings here about what happened to start the drought. We're given no details about that, but actually we have a complete story about how he prayed when he ended the drought three and a half years later. And this morning what I want to do is I want to look at that and I want to draw maybe some lessons that we can help us in those times when maybe we need a miracle, in those times maybe when we're up against it, what can we learn from the way Elijah prayed, because obviously Elijah's praying worked, what can we learn from that for each and every one of us in those things that we face, in those things that happen that can help us? So, in First Kings, we have the story, and this is how this ends. So this is right after what Domingo spoke about last week, about the miracle on Mount Carmel. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Go and look towards the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go back. The seventh time the servant reported a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. So I want to look at four things that we can learn from the way Elijah prayed in this story that can help us in our lives, in our everyday lives. Because here's the thing, if Elijah was a human, we're humans, so obviously there are similarities, so what can we learn from him? The first thing is this. Effective prayers are humble prayers. We all know that we can pray anywhere and at any time. We all know that. There is nothing between us and God. At any time, I can pray to God. We can all throw out a quick, single sentence in God's direction. Okay? Driving on Route 25 on my way to the mall. Dear Lord, please let Macy's have those shoes in that color I want because they'll look really cute with my outfit. Amen. Right? We can send... I know I'm not the only one who's ever prayed that. We can send out really quick sentences to God, really quick prayers to God, but that's not what this was. This was a whole country that had been in drought and in famine for three and a half years. This was not a prayer about a shoe color or size. This was actually a prayer that was going to affect nation, nature. This was a prayer that was going to result in thousands and thousands of people's lives being saved. This needed to be a really, really good prayer. He didn't just do that. You don't just do that when you are stopped at a traffic signal on 25. This had to be a really good one. So here's what it says about what Elijah did. 
It says, Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Effective prayers are prayers that take priority over every other thing in life. See, Elijah was the hero of the hour, actually. Elijah had just had this incredible experience that happened on Mount, Car uh, Mount Carmel there with the prophets of Baal. He just had that whole thing. But right now, he desperately, desperately needed to talk to God. And to do that, he needed to find a place where he could just get away, where he could get away from the craziness around him, where he could just be alone with God. Mount Carmel wasn't a very big mountain. It's not Everest. It's less than 2,000 feet high. But he needed his time with God to be a priority over everything else. He needed there to be no distractions. He needed there to be nothing else happening to, at that point, it just needed to be him and God. Here's a, a 2019 example. If I go out to dinner with somebody and I go somewhere, or I go somewhere with somebody, Oftentimes, this can be a distraction. I, I, I'm talking for myself. I know all of you are really good cell phone etiquette. But I know it can be an ex a distraction at times when you're with people. But if I take this out when I meet with somebody, when I sit with somebody, and I consciously turn it off and put it in the bottom of my pocketbook, at that point, I am telling that person who is with me, you know what, you take priority right now over anything else that is going on in my life. You are my sole focus. You are the person that I am interested in. I want to hear from you. I want to communicate with you. Nothing else matters right now. And that's what Elijah was doing here. He was going to the top of this mountain so that it was just him and God. Nothing else going on at that time. Jesus actually talked about this uh, in the book of Matthew. Matthew 6, he said this. Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as, simple, as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense his grace. And actually then Jesus went on to model this after Jesus had done the incredible um, miracle where of the feeding of the 5,000, he went on to model this in Matthew 14. And it says this, as soon as the meal was finished, you fed these thousands and thousands and thousands of people. He just had this going on with him. He insisted that the disciples get in the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the people. With the crowd dispersed, he climbed the mountain so he could be by himself and pray. He stayed there alone late into the night. Even Jesus knew that there are times when you need to get rid of all the distractions, when there are times you may be on a high from the best business deal, from the best day you've had, from whatever it is, from an incredible miracle that had just taken place. But he knew at that point, to communicate effectively with God, he needed to get a little time alone, and he, he also, there's a lot of mountain climbing happening here, he also climbed a mountain so he could be by himself and pray. He knew that that was a necessary thing to do. Now, let me just say, in light of all the mountain climbing, you do not need to go to the outlets, head to North Face, and get all this climbing gear so that you can become an effective prayer. That's not how it works. But we do need to find times in the craziestness of life, in the busyness of life, in 
schedules that never seem to let up at all, to get serious, to get away at times, and just be alone with God. And let him know at that point, by your actions, you know what, God, right now, it's just me and you. Nothing else matters. I just want to spend this time with you, communicating with you. I want to be there by yourself. And why I say that prayers need to be humble is because at that point, we are humbling ourselves. We are saying, you know what, God, nothing else matters right now. I don't matter right now. My needs, whatever it is, comes after spending this time with you. We humble ourselves before God because we know that basically we're small, we're incapable, but we know that he is a healer, he's a restorer, he's a sustainer, he's a provider, he's a creator, and nothing is beyond his power. Elijah went to the top of the mountain. When he got there, he fell to the ground and he put his head between his knees. Effective prayers are humble prayers. There was no swagger with Elijah. Wait, hold on. He had just humbled all of these prophets. He had just shown them up. In fact, he had had them all slaughtered, so there is that part. But he had just had this incredible day. He could have swaggered up there. I'm the man. This is what happens when I talk to God. God talks through me. No. The first thing he did after that was done, in no dramatic fashion, he got down on his knees and spent time with God. It was gut honest because at that point, Elijah wanted God's help to end this drought. James 4, 6 says this. It says, he gives grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Want to know the first way to pray like Elijah prayed? We pray with humility. No matter what, no matter who we are in life, no matter what happens, you may be part of a royal family, you may be whatever you are, we humble ourselves and we say, you know what, God, I'm nothing, you're everything. I want to spend some time with you. Effective prayers are humble prayers. We say and we show that we are serious and that we desperately need God's help. Second thing I get from this is this, effective prayers are specific prayers. As we all sit here and sweat to death, I will give you a stat that will make you really, really happy. It's 157 days till Christmas. Just thought I'd mention it. Then we'll all be complaining about how cold we are. Christmas has changed quite a bit for, uh, for me when I married Eric. You, you all know I went from having uh, one child to then we had uh, five, five kids uh, between us. So Christmas has changed a lot from that. It, it, it changed quite a bit. And, it's interesting to see with our kids how they relate to Christmas. Because here's what usually happens is, at some point in November, I will communicate to all of them, I need to know what you guys want for Christmas. Even though they're getting older, this has not changed at all. Apparently, we still are Santa Claus or whatever we are. So, wait. Okay, I think I'm safe. So, we, I send out something. I let them know, communicate, this is what I need. And it's funny to see the range of answers that I will get from the different kids. Some of them will say, I really don't know what I want. Let me think about it and let me get back to you and I'll let you know what I want. But then we have one child who shall remain nameless, 
but she's our oldest child. She comes to second service, so I'm safe saying that. And here is what will happen. I will communicate, I need Christmas lists. Within a day or two, I will get an email back from Erica with links to exactly what it is that she wants <laughs> with the specific sizes, specific colors, and there, of course, will be a list in case they are out of those. There's like the secondary list. But because I also, with five kids, we have to lay this out, I tell all the kids what the budget is so that she gets the best bang for her buck, there will be coupon codes next to the things that she sends me. And that is what she does every single year. Every year, I know I don't need to worry about Erica. I am going to get the specific list of exactly what it is, and she is the easiest one to shop for, because usually with some of the others, I have to keep going back. Have you decided yet? Have you decided? And then I usually have to give a deadline. If you don't decide by this day, I'm going to shop for you, or worse, I'm going to send your dad to shop for you. So you might want to tell me what it is exactly. But I know with Erica exactly what it is that she wants to get every year. And there was no doubt whatsoever about what Elijah was praying for on this day. No doubt at all. Back in the uh, book of James, it says again this about Elijah. Then he prayed that it would rain, and it did. The showers came, and everything started growing again. His prayer was very specific. Effective prayers are specific prayers. His prayer was specific. He prayed for rain. Sometimes when we're carrying something really heavy, it can be very easy for us to think, you know what, God knows about it. Why should I have to articulate it to him? He knows exactly what's going on, and he knows what he needs to do to take care of it. We talk about praying for people and things, but there are situations that demand more than talking. There are times when we need to get away from everything else, humble ourselves, and effectively pray specifically for what it is that we want. The book of James also says this. It says, you do not have because you do not ask God. See, here's the thing. It's so easy for us at times to share our pain with a dozen different people. And that's fine. It, it's all good. You know what? We share with each other. We lift each other up, whatever it is. But oftentimes, there's only one person who can take care of an impossible situation, and that's God. So we need to articulate, we need to share with the one person who can actually change the situation that we're in usually. Have you prayed? Are you praying to him? about that. Jesus one day was uh, leaving Jericho, and there was this huge crowd that was around him. And there was a blind beggar, Bartimaeus, sitting by the side of the road. And when he heard the commotion, was, you know, he started to shout out, and he, started, and he shouted out to Jesus to have mercy on him. And people looked at him. They told him to be quiet. Listen, Jesus doesn't have time for you. You're just the beggar who sits here by the side of the road. And eventually, though, he got Jesus' attention. And Jesus said this to him. He said in Mark 10, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. And the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. The blind man did not say, wait, hold on. You don't see me sitting here on the side of the road. I can see nothing. There, there's nothing. Go you don't see that? No. He could have said, you, 
isn't it obvious, Jesus, what it is that I want? He articulated exactly what it was that he wanted. He could have asked probably for a hundred different things, but he narrowed it down to the one he needed most. He narrowed it down to the one he wanted most. And of course, Jesus healed him. Effective prayers are specific prayers. Don't just think, you know what, God, you know what's going on. Yeah, please pray, you know, dear Lord, please bless all of them, take care of them. Specific prayers are what God wants to hear from us, and that is what Elijah prayed here. Um, One thing, though, specific prayers don't always have to have detailed instructions in them. Dear God, I need a car. I haven't had much luck with used cars, so I think a brand new car would be really, really good. And you know it gets cold in the winters, so I really hate pumping gas, so a Tesla would be good, because then I can just plug it in my garage and take care of it. And I would look really good in a white car, red leather, and you don't need to give God details, right? God is an infinitely varieties, look around, you will see he is a creative God. So you know what we say to God? You know what? I give him my specific prayers, but I don't need, they don't need to be detailed. Effective prayers are specific prayers. Third thing I take from this is this. Effective prayers are persistent prayers. Take note of what happened uh, when Elijah prayed. So We go back to the story. He says, go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went and looked. There is nothing there, he said. What happened when Elijah prayed? Nothing. Nada. Zilch. Nothing was there. Sound familiar? Ever been there? Prayed for something and then, hello, is this thing on? Are you hearing me? No answer coming from it. You ask God for things, but it's like, wait, he's not answering. And the danger in that moment is that we can give up. The danger is that when we give up, when we say, well, I guess this is not going to happen. God's not going to answer this prayer. I'm just going to stop. There's no point in doing this. Three things can happen when we do that. You lose hope and you resign yourself to well, I guess this is just the way it is. This is my lot. It is what it is. It's going to happen. This is what's happening. Things are just going to stay the way they are. They're never going to get better. I guess this is what's going to be. Or you try and fix it yourself, and you make a bigger mess of it. Or you miss the miracle that God had waiting for you if only you had persisted. Not to spoil the plot line at all for you in Breakthrough, but you have that mother there, Chrissy Metz, all of you are This This Is Us fans, of course, recognize her there. And everybody around her is telling her, you know what, it's useless. Not going to happen. He's, you know, things are not going to get better. But there was a mother who persisted. She kept praying. She kept believing. You, you, saw, you saw the scene there. He was in the ER. He had been underwater for 15 minutes. He hadn't had a pulse for an hour. And you just saw there, she cried out to God, cried out to God, and his pulse came back. He, she persisted. She persisted, that lady uh, did. 
My dad loves old music, loves old Christian music. He shares uh, and tells you about that. And there's a song that I have in my head, and I can hear him singing it right now. And the line goes, don't give up, you're on the brink of a miracle. See, if God hasn't answered yet, it may just be that God hasn't answered yet. It may be that you just need to keep persisting, keep asking. Though it may appear that nothing is changing, keep believing. I've shared about this on Sundays uh, before. Our timing and God's timing are two different things. Our timing is I want things right now and it has to happen right now. This is how it has to be. I need it immediately. If I ask for something, I need it immediately. Our summer has kind of been hectic with dad and everything going on. So basically I've done nothing in my yard. And today I looked out there and I went, oh, need to get my yard in, in order. I need this to happen. So this morning I went on my phone. I went to Amazon. I ordered patio umbrellas. They'll be there on Tuesday, which is good because I needed them as fast as I possibly could get them without having to get in my car and go into a store and actually picking them up myself. We are so used in this day and age that if I ask for something, it's going to be there as soon as I want it. But God's timing is not always the same as our timing. In fact, Elijah sent his servant back. The next verse, uh, in, in verse 43, says this. Seven times Elijah said, go back. Seven times. I don't know if I would have had that kind of patience, but again, this is why we are learning from Elijah today that effective prayers are persistent prayers. Seven times or 70 times, I keep believing. I keep asking. If you've given up, let me encourage you on this today. You may have been praying for a situation or you may have been praying for a person and it just hasn't happened. And you said, you know what? That's it, I'm done. I obviously, it's not gonna happen. Pick it up again. Pray persistently. Ask persistently. Believe persistently. Remember, if you are disappointed with what's going on, that God's timing always is the best. God's timing for each and every one of us is right on time all the time. If you're brokenhearted, know that God loves you more than you know, and his plans for you are good. It may be that it hasn't happened yet for a very, very good reason. And honestly, looking back on my life, there are things that I thought I needed at that time. There were things that I thought I needed God to take care of at that moment. And if he had, actually the trajectory or where my life had, has gone would have changed completely. And it was that God needed me to wait a while. There was a lesson maybe in where I am. Maybe there was something going on in my life that God just needed me to see through. But it was, you need to keep praying persistently. Seven times, Elijah said, go back. Just go check for me. Do you see anything over there yet? Keep praying. Send him back again. Keep praying. Send him back again. Seven times that happened. Effective prayers are persistent prayers. Don't give up. You're on the brink of a miracle. It may be that it's going to happen after the next time. The eighth time might be the time. The ninth time might be the time. It may be that the hundredth time might be the time. But we know that with God, his timing is right. 
His timing never fails, and in that time is the time when that miracle needs to occur. Effective prayers are persistent prayers. And finally, effective prayers are expectant prayers. Effective prayers are expectant prayers. It is one thing to pray and say, you know what, God, if you think that would, this would be a good idea, maybe you could take care of it. Or you pray believing and expecting. You don't know how, you don't know when, but you believe and you expect that God is going to come through for you. It may be in a completely different way than you visualize in your head and the way that you think. Again, God is a God of infinite creativity, and his plans are better than our plans. But when we pray, let's pray expecting that God is going to answer. Going back to our story, so in verse 44, the seventh time, finally, the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. You have to wonder if maybe at this point, the servant was kind of starting to feel sorry for Elijah. Because here we go. He keeps sending me back to see if I see something, and there's absolutely nothing there to see. I mean, hours before, Elijah had prayed for, you know, fire to rain down, and it had happened. And now maybe he used up all his prayers. I don't know. Maybe he, spe he spent, so the seventh time, the servant goes out there, and he goes, wait. Okay, Elijah, if I squint really, really, and I just try and peer out as much as I possibly can. There, all the way out there, I can see a cloud as, as small as a man's hand. A cloud the size of a man's hand would not exactly seem to be the answer to three and a half years of drought. Would not exactly seem to be the answer to thousands and thousands of people dying of starvation would not exactly seem to be the thing that Elijah is going to show to Ahab to show him again how great his God was. But Elijah wasn't just praying. He was praying expecting. He was expecting God to come through. He was expecting his prayers to be answered. He was not thinking, well, you know what? I guess this one's a dud. This is not going to happen. He was expecting things to change, and they did very, very quickly. The next verse says, Meanwhile, the, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose, and a heavy rain started falling. He could have looked at that and said, wait, a cloud the size of a small hand, a small hand well, uh, how's that going to work? But he knew that the God who had made sure that he had stopped the rain to start with three and a half years before, he knew that the God who had made sure he had had food to eat, whether it be with a raven or with a, a, an oil uh, vial that never gave up, that kept producing oil and flour. He knew that the God who had done all of these miracles would be able to do another miracle at that point. So he prayed expecting. He prayed expecting that God was going to come through. Effective prayers are expectant prayers. 
Mark 11 says this, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. This morning, some of you are sitting in here in a room full of people that are probably some unbelievable stories and some incredible challenges that different people are facing this morning. Some of you are going through heartache. Some of you have situations you have no idea how you're going to get through it, and you have no idea whether you're going to be able to live to tell the tale at the end of it because you are just spent. And this morning, I want to encourage you. Elijah was a human as we are. Elijah was as human as you are. What did Elijah do? He prayed. And maybe this morning, in the midst of everything you have going on in life, the first step that you need to do today is, I need to pray. I need to pray. Elijah prayed. He prayed humbly. Maybe it's a case of, at some point, you need to find time. You need to get away from everything. You need to shut everything out, and you need to have some business with God. You need to say, you know what, God, I know you can take care of this. I know you can do it, and right now I'm shutting everything else off, and it's just me and you, and I want to have this conversation with you. Elijah prayed prayers that are humble, and maybe this morning it's a case of you need to start praying humbly. He prayed prayers that were specific. Enough of, you know what, God, you know what's going on in my life, and maybe you could just take care of it. You know what's happening with my kids. You know what's happening with my job. You know what's happening with my marriage. And, you know, you know what, God, no. Here's what I need to talk to you about. Here's the conversation I need to have with you. I don't know if we're going to make it financially till the end of this week. I don't know if my job is going to be secure. I don't know if I'm going to have a job tomorrow morning. I don't know what is going on with my life. I'm struggling with addictions. I have things going on. And this morning, you have that conversation with God. You say specifically what it is that you want to talk to him about this morning. Or Elijah prayed prayers that were persistent. For some of you, you may have been going through things for quite a while, and you prayed about them in the beginning, but now it's like, you know what, God, I'm just exhausted and nothing's changing, and I just don't know if I can face this anymore. So whenever you're ready, if you could just take care of it, that would be a really, really good thing. Maybe this morning you need to pick up. Maybe you've prayed those seven times. Maybe you've prayed 700 times. Today needs to be time number eight or time number 701, and you know what? You start to pray persistently for that situation, for that person, for that thing that is going on in your life. You have this time with God. And finally, effective prayers are expectant prayers. You ask not, you have not because you ask not. You know what, God? Here's the deal. I have faith because I've seen you work before. I've seen what you've done before. I've seen what can happen before. So today, I'm going to come to you, and I'm going to say, God, this is what I need, and I know it's going to happen. And I'm just going to keep praying until I know that you move through this situation, that things are going to change. I'm going to pray to you expecting that a miracle is going to happen that only you can do, and a miracle is going to happen that one day I'll look back and say, well, that was God. Only God could have done that. Effective prayers are expectant prayers. Let me encourage you this morning. It's time to get serious about praying. It's time to get serious. Elijah was as human as we are. Elijah was an effective prayer. 
And these are the ways that he prayed effectively in that situation, saved hundreds of thousands of people, ended a drought, whatever it was, God came through. And so let me encourage you this morning. It's time for us to start praying those types of prayers. We have the same access to God that Elijah had. We have the same God, has not changed from Bible times. He's still there. He still wants to do those miracles. And in some of your lives, he's going to do those. And today, I just want to encourage you. Let's start praying just like Elijah prayed. Let's pray.